3: Future. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com. Now, NobleGoldInvestments.com.
2: Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before
4: making an investment decision. Today is June 8th, 2023. And we're doing a little bit of a, a later show than I normally do. But that's because we got news related to Arizona. And that's my bread and butter, baby. And uh, we're going to talk about this report which was published by the printer company, not Runbeck, but the company that supplies the printers to Maricopa County. They're a company called OKI. And uh, this is pretty significant stuff because basically, you know, we've talked about this Ruth McGregor report. This uh, There was an investigation commissioned by the Maricopa County Attorney's Office, and they hired Ruth McGregor, a former uh, uh, Supreme Court justice from Arizona to do an investigation. It was paid for by Maricopa County themselves, and she investigated why sixty percent of the printers failed on election day and published a report. Well, in that report, there was a lot. There was a lot of blame that was actually put on the printer company um, themselves. Maricopa County tried to skirt the blame and responsibility and blame the printers. Blame the printers and say it was a failure of the equipment, right? Well, the printer company is not very happy about that. And they published their own report basically giving a stinging rebuke and calling out Maricopa County for essentially lying. That's what they did. And uh, this is very significant for Carrie Lake because we know that Carrie Lake is going to appeal. And this this is information that she could submit into the court docket and show the judge that... Hey, Maricopa County can't be trusted because, <laughs> you know, the printer company that they're accusing of failing, the printers that they're saying uh, 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 failed, really, it was actually Maricopa County's own incompetence and their own failures, okay? And so we have a credible source that is basically saying Maricopa County are a bunch of lying criminals, and so therefore, you really can't trust anything that they say. That's kind of what this allows Carrie Lake to do, so it's pretty significant, significant, and we're going to dive into that, but we got a couple stories to cover. I think we're going to save the best for last. I also want to talk about Tucker Carlson. Fox News, you know, Tucker posted his first episode of his new show on Twitter, which garnered, like, 100 million views. Absolutely astronomical. I don't think anybody could have possibly predicted that Tucker Carlson could draw such a crowd on Twitter. After being fired from Fox News, but he has absolutely shattered expectations, and Fox News is not happy about it, and they're threatening litigation. So we'll t- uh, talk about that, and we'll briefly touch on the fact that uh, Chris- uh, Christopher Ray, the FBI director, has apparently turned over this 1023 form to the House Oversight Committee so that everybody can see it and they can use it in their investigation to the gigantic money laundering bribery scheme involving the Biden crime family. So, uh, let's go ahead and start with the Tucker Carlson story. So, let me pull this up. Oh, no, I didn't configure my tabs. Give me one second here. There we go. Okay, so let's pull this up. This is from Axios, actually, who says, Scoop, Fox News says Tucker Carlson breached his contract. Um... And they say that they have uh, obtained a letter directly from Fox attorneys that they're actually planning on suing or or they're, they're at least considering their options to sue Tucker Carlson for doing this show on Twitter. So they say Fox News Wednesday notified Tucker Carlson's lawyers that the former primetime anchor violated his contract with the network when he launched his own Twitter show on Tuesday, according to a copy of a letter obtained by Axios, Why It Matters a breach of contract claim sets Fox News up to explore potential legal action against Carlson, a move that would intensify the already thorny public battle between the two parties. So, I mean, to everybody that was saying that Tucker Carlson was fired from Fox News as part of the $787 million Dominion settlement and that basically Fox is trying to bench him for the duration of his contract all the way through the 2024 election, well, it turns out that was 100% accurate. That's exactly what they're doing here. And the fact that they're now considering litigation and saying that he violated the terms of his contract means there was a non-compete clause in his contract, and so they're actually trying to bench him until 2025. So uh, th- this is crazy. Anybody that still doubts that Tucker was, was fired uh, because of you know the Dominion settlement, well, this is this is pretty much absolute proof in fact uh, Tucker's attorneys have alleged that there was a board member a Fox board member that straight up told them yes it was part of the Dominion settlement okay and and just think about how crazy it is for Fox to take their top news anchor off the air right before one of the biggest election cycles in American history and he he is pulling numbers that surpass anybody else on their network right? And they want to do that, but they also want to keep paying him millions of dollars per month for not working. Does that make any sense to anybody? No, of course not. So what I'm assuming is that Dominion probably said to Fox, you know, they were set to go to trial. This whole public trial, Rupert Murdoch was going to have to testify on the witness stand. It was going to make Fox look absolutely terrible. And uh, so I think that Dominion basically made an offer to Fox and they were like, look, you know, we're suing you for one point six billion dollars. We got all these text messages uh, which show Fox News anchors saying one thing on air and then saying another thing behind the scenes. And we've got you right. If if this thing goes to trial, not even if you win, you still lose because it's going to damage your company, your company's reputation, having this be a very public trial. Okay, and you also might lose and have to pay us 1.6 billion dollars. So, here we'll offer we'll we'll offer you much a much lower amount. Right? 787 million dollars which is still a record settlement, but it's a lot less than 1.6 billion. We'll offer you this money, but in exchange you got to fire Tucker Carlson, right? I mean, that's the only thing that makes any sense. They must have thought this deal would end up being, you know, cheaper then <laughs> then actually taking it to trial I don't know well then again there's also the aspect that Fox News wanted to get rid of Tucker Carlson you know because they're in on the uh they're 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 the establishment media you know and Tucker Carlson some of his rhetoric about Ukraine and vaccines that doesn't fly at Fox News that's not on brand with Fox News that serves the uniparty and the global elites and the establishment. So it may have been a it may have been a mutually beneficial decision, right? But uh you know, anyways, it looks like Tucker is is prepared to fight back, and that's the important part. And he's actually teamed up with some First Amendment attorneys that are claiming that it's actually Fox News that breached the contract. See, they're in this pickle here. Uh, you know, Tucker Carlson's under this contract with, with a non-compete clause through 2025. And the only way that he can get out from underneath it without facing serious litigation is, you know, he, he, he can either... I, I think he would have to buy his way out from under the contract, like pay the amount that Fox would have paid him through 2025, which is an astronomical amount and nobody in their right mind would do that. Or he can make the claim... That Fox News breached his contract and therefore he's not bound by the terms of this non-compete clause. So uh, Carlson's lawyers, they told Axios that any legal action by Fox would violate Tucker's First Amendment rights. And they say uh, Carlson has since accused Fox of fraud and has argued that Fox breached his contract when its senior executives reneged on promises made to Carlson intentionally and with reckless disregard for the truth. Now, I think what they're referring to here is these uh, these leaks of Tucker's private communications to media matters, which I believe had something to do with Irina Berganti. You know, we talked about that for like a week. Uh, there was all these texts and emails and videos where, you know, Tucker was, was in the studio just making jokes that they... they they said we're sexist and uh, misogynistic, but really, it was just a uh, lighthearted joking and made Tucker Carlson look like a really cool dude that knows how to crack a joke and and uh, you know what I mean. It, it made Tucker Carlson look human, but they tried to make these leaks that, in an attempt to disparage Tucker, and uh, you know, basically, if 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 the source of that stuff was Fox News. Then Tucker could easily say that Fox News breached the contract, and uh, so they're also saying Carlson's lawyers also argued Fox broke its promise to Carlson not to settle with Dominion Voting Systems, quote in a way which would indicate wrongdoing on the part of the former host. Well, they definitely if that was if that was a contractual agreement, well they definitely violated that. So now there's something. Uh, there's one, th- there's one other important thing in this article, and that's uh, this line right here. Carlson's legal team, according to source a source familiar with its thinking, objects to the network's effort to block Carlson's Twitter appearances because they believe Twitter is not directly competitive with Fox News. So Carlson's lawyers, they think that even if he's still under contract with Fox, he should still be able to post to Twitter because, you know, it, it, it's it's a social media platform. It's not like joining Newsmax or OANN or you know we're we're talking about Twitter. I mean, are you really going to say that he's he's under contractual agreement which bars him from uploading videos to Twitter? How can you possibly do that? You know, but 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 here's the thing: Axios claims that his contract specifically says. He's not allowed to even post to social media. And here's a quote, apparently from his actual contract. Quote, he is prohibited from rendering services of any type whatsoever, whether over the internet, via streaming, or similar distribution, or other digital distribution, whether now known or hereafter devised. So, I mean, if that's in his contract, well... (laughs) Well, first of all, Tucker's an idiot for signing it, because damn, that's like, they got you by the balls. You signed your soul away. You know, you're not even allowed to upload to uh, 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 to Twitter. Damn. But the thing is, you know, Tucker's doing it anyway. I-, I-, I mean, it seems like if that's in his contract, what he's doing is a clear violation of his contract with Fox, but he doesn't appear to give a crap. So <laughs> either he thinks he can win in a courtroom or, and say that Fox uh, uh, Fox violated their end of the contract, or he legitimately feels like the truth is more important than losing some money. And so, if that, you know, either way, I have tremendous respect for what he's doing. I mean, I mean, yeah, he should have never signed that contract in the first place. That was kind of a stupid move on his part. But but what he's doing still takes a lot of balls. I, it, it, it appears that he's just blatantly violating the contract with Fox in the name of, you know, free speech and uh, in the name of honest journalism. So I can't help but support the guy and root for him and wish him the best of luck. Uh, not to mention, again, the dude can draw a crowd like unlike anybody else in the entire media. Who else can pull 100 million views <laughs> on a 10 minute video? Absolutely Nobody. So he's a force to be reckoned with, and I'm happy to have him on our side. Now, let's move on to this story. Comer cancels vote to hold Chris Ray in contempt. Members allowed to view Biden bribery document. Okay, so this is a little bittersweet. I personally, I'm sure many of you were, was really hoping to see Christopher Ray held in contempt uh, for you know not complying with the subpoena, but also for being a corrupt treasonous criminal bastard. Uh, but, you know, I think that was wishful thinking because th- this whole thing kind of seemed like kabuki theater. I had a hard time believing that Republicans were actually going to hold the FBI director in contempt, you know, because that's what Democrats do. You know, that's what they did to Steve Bannon. Democrats are the only ones with any balls. Republicans aren't going to hold the FBI director Christopher Ray in contempt. That just seems so unbelievable to me. You know, and, and, and part, of, part of me actually thinks that Comer had, like, a private discussion with Christopher Ray, and, and they cut a deal like, you know, hey, listen, if, if you let us pretend that we're going to hold you in contempt, all right, and threaten, we, we, say, we, we say we're going to have a vote on Thursday, right? But really, we're not going to do anything, okay? Uh, if you just let us pretend we're going to hold you in contempt, then... We won't actually do anything with this evidence. You know, we won't actually expose the big guy, the Biden crime family. We'll leave that alone. We'll, we'll make it look like we're doing something, but, you know, we're just going to chase our tails for two years. Okay, as long as you let me pretend to hold you in contempt so I can get, you know, votes and uh, donations, right? I mean, I wouldn't put it past them, but, but regardless, you know, that's all speculation. The fact is, James Comer was able to secure this 1023 form from the FBI. And so now all members of the House Oversight Committee can review it and use it as part of their ongoing investigation. And this, you know, this 1023 form, as we know, we talked about it yesterday, relates to a a whistleblower tip from a trusted, highly credible, well-paid FBI informant that claimed to have direct evidence of a $5 million bribe to Joe Biden from a Ukrainian businessman. Alright, so we got it. We got uh James Comer secured the bag. We got it, right? But here's the thing. I, I I wanna I wanna bring this up because you know we talked about this yesterday, and I think I was peddling a little bit of hopium here. And I want to temper expectations because I learned something new from yesterday to today, which is a little bit disappointing. So originally you know, I was listening to James Comer talk about this 1023 form in multiple interviews and he was saying that the payment was made directly to Joe Biden. Like we have proof of a wire transfer going straight from Xi Jinping to Joe Biden's bank account and and the check cleared baby and we got the receipts. I mean that that's that's what I thought. That's what James Comer said, isn't it? Right? But now, as it turns out, and maybe I just was mishearing what he was saying, but it turns out uh, either I misunderstood or James Comer has kind of backpedaled a little bit because um, now he, now they're saying that the House Oversight Committee hasn't actually been able to pin down where the money actually went. Somebody's saying Fed's in the chat. Who's the Fed? we got to get rid of the Fed. All I see in the chat is Roy, I am Goldstein, and uh like sick and wrong but everybody's saying feds in the chat who who the hell's the fed let's out these bastards is is uh, christopher ray in the chat so anyways what what was I, s- I got a little distracted i thought there was maybe a troll i had to get rid of but i don't see one so anyways you know uh they, they basically they said they have this 1023 form right but they they need to be able to corroborate that these allegations from the whistleblower with the Biden bank records, you know, and they haven't been able to do that. Apparently, they've been looking through the SARS reports, the, the suspicious activity reports, these flags from the banks, and they've been looking at these shell companies related to the Bidens, but they still haven't been able to track down the actual payment, which kind of leaves us exactly where we were a month ago. You know, we got all this circumstantial evidence about these LLCs and all this money flying around from foreign countries. But we don't have evidence of an actual quid pro quo where somebody in the Biden orbit received money and then Biden, while he was vice president or senator or, you know, did something in return, you know, changed a policy in exchange for the money. That's what you need to really pin down uh, quid pro Joe. You know, I mean, there there is evidence out there, but specifically with this wire transfer, you know, when they had that press conference a month ago about the SARS reports, the House Oversight Committee was asked by the press, you know, so what policy decisions were changed in exchange for this money? And James Comer was unable to name even one policy decision made in exchange for a bribe last month. Okay, and so with this 1023 form which they've hyped up as the smoking gun that ties it all together. Well, it's not really a smoking gun unless we can actually track down the money and, and prove that the bribe actually happened, you know? And it's even less of a smoking gun if you can't even determine what was given in return for the money. So we can't find the money, and we can't find what the money was, why that money was paid to Joe. I mean, now, to be fair, it's an ongoing investigation, and they've still got several banks to look at. You know, it's only been a couple of months, and they've they've had to deal with a lot of noncompliance from both the U.S. Treasury and the FBI. You know, the the FBI originally denied the existence of the 1023 form. Then, all of a sudden, it does exist, but only James Comer and, uh, what was it? Who else was it? Uh, Jamie Raskin can see it. And now, after weeks... Now you can have it, right? Oh, N Lin 206 says, Are you kidding? Look at all the money Ukraine got. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. 100%. It's so obvious that the reason we're sending hundreds of billions of dollars over to Ukraine is because Joe Biden and many other corrupt politicians, that's where their money laundering operations uh, operate. And they want to protect their assets. It's so crucial that we have to you know, uh, we have to fund Ukraine because it's a gigantic ball of corrupt money laundering, sex trafficking. It's so obvious, but when you talk about actually pinning somebody down and bringing them up on criminal charges, at the end of the day, you have to be able to connect these things together with 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 beyond a reasonable doubt. You know, you have to be able to actually bring the receipts that there was a payment made to Joe Biden. Uh, in exchange for something so i'm not saying that there's not proof i'm saying this is the task that james comer has and he's saying we're not there yet now again they've dealt with a lot of non-compliance they still got uh, a long way to go they've only looked at several banks the u.s treasury they withheld those sars reports for a long time um you know so so there's still work to be done and, and maybe they will but I don't know. The fact that they haven't <laughs> tracked down the damn money, it, it definitely took a lot of hopium out of my hopium balloon. You know? And and at the end of the day, let's be honest here. Like, even if you could prove that, the even if you had direct evidence of a quid pro quo, who's going to prosecute Biden? The DOJ that's in on it, that just spent weeks denying that this form even existed at all, denied the existence of the Hunter Biden laptop, they're not going to do anything about it. And that's what I keep e- keep realizing every time I get high on some hopium. You know, five minutes later, I'm like, yeah, but, you know, evidence is one thing. These people need to be prosecuted. And I just don't... <laughs> Behizy said, you never had a hopium balloon, Nick. No, I get carried away sometimes because I really want to be optimistic. You know, I really want to believe it. But it just doesn't last very long. You know, from one day to the next, I go from... You know, <laughs> James Comer's going to uh, drain the swamp. And then the next day I'm like, we don't got shit, you know. But I get carried away once in a while. But uh, the only hope here is that Trump gets elected in 2024 and completely restructures the DOJ. And that's pretty much the only hope. So <laughs> so there's that. You know, here's to hoping that Donald Trump can overcome the overwhelming election fraud in 2024 and also gain, you know, grow leaps and bounds in discernment in who he actually trusts, um...
2: Now.
1: Order now
4: Fighterflare.com. That's that's pretty much the only hope. So, all right, now let's 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 move on because you guys came here based on the title and you came here based on the thumbnail, right? I assume you want to hear about this report, this stinging rebuke of Maricopa County from the ballot on-demand printer company that supplied the printers to Maricopa County. Now again. I I prefaced in the introduction, but many of you came in late. So, what we're about to look at here is a report from the actual printer company that supplied the OKI printers to Maricopa County, and these are the printers that uh, had uh, allegedly had issues, which with printing ballots, which caused sixty percent of the machines to fail on election day. Okay, it was these printers that were at issue, okay? And, you know, we, we talked about how Maricopa County, they put out this report. It was called the Ruth McGregor Report. They commissioned her to do an investigation. She uh, printed, like, some test ballots. She took, like, 12 of these printers. She printed some test ballots. She ran them through the machine, and she did a report on some of the issues, right? And uh, a lot of the blame was put on the OKI printers, right? Well, the the printer company, OKI, is basically like, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. You're not going to blame us. Okay, this is your own failure. And this report contains multiple flat-out blatant lies, which we're going to call you out for. And they're also demanding a retraction for some of this stuff. And, you know, w- wouldn't it be crazy... If this printer company, the manufacturer of these printers, actually <laughs> filed a defamation lawsuit against Maricopa County while Carrie Lake is appealing her case, that would be crazy. I mean, we always demonize these vendors, the suppliers of the, you know, uh the the, the printer company Runbeck, uh Dominion ES and S Heart Intercivic, but in this case, the manufacturer is actually white hat. (laughs) They're a white hat. OK, OKI is a bunch of white hats. So let's talk about this big news here. So this is OKI's response to factual errors in Maricopa County elections report. Okay, and this is this is pretty funny. This is actually pretty funny. So let's see. OKI, this is the first lie. They say uh, on Monday, April 10th, 2023, a report that was commissioned by the Maricopa County Attorney's Office to investigate printer issues related to the 2022 November general election was released publicly. OKI was not contacted by Maricopa County officials, uh, investigation teams working on their behalf, election services providers, or any other parties associated with with the investigation at any time during the investigation. In fact, OKI was completely unaware that an investigation was underway. Okay, so so here's the thing. Right off the bat, they're basically saying that Maricopa County is lying, saying that because I believe that Ruth McGregor in a report said that they, you know, they contacted experts and the manufacturers to try to get answers. And they're basically like, no. No, nobody ever contacted us. Nobody reached out to us to ask questions, which is crazy, because think about it. If you're conducting a root cause analysis to to try to figure out what the hell went wrong with these printers, don't you think that you would probably want to contact the manufacturer? But they didn't even bother. And I think it's obvious why they didn't bother, and it's because Maricopa County planned on completely fabricating this report, and that's exactly what they did. So they're they're not going to call up OKI because they never intended to tell the truth. So they don't want actual people that know what happened to come in and tell them, you know, it it looks like the reason these printers failed was because of your own failures, you know, your own incompetence and your own corruption. Now, I want to get to the factual errors that they claim Maricopa County made in the Ruth McGregor report, but I forgot to do... The, the the ad, I forgot to talk about our sponsor, Gold Coast, so we'll, we'll do that real quick. Uh, do you have $50,000 saved for retirement that you can't afford to lose? Kevin McCarthy just stabbed us all in the back and colluded with Joe Biden to add $4.7 trillion in new taxes. Our financial system is a runaway train at this point, and we're getting buried in national debt with no plan to stop it. Can your retirement survive crippling inflation and growing debt at the same time? If you have $50,000 or more saved for retirement, heed the warnings. Do something to protect yourself now. Right now, thousands of Americans are using an IRS loophole to protect their retirement savings from everything that's going on. Go to nicklovesgold.com right now to get your free IRS loophole kit and see how you could protect your retirement savings while getting up to $10,000 in free silver for doing it. We could be looking at a future worse than 2008, so don't wait. Visit nicklovesgold.com. That's nicklovesgold.com. Okay, so I meant to do that earlier in the show, but I, I forgot. My bad. So um, let's talk about these factual errors. There's three main errors here. And the first one is they're citing uh, page 24 of the, the Ruth McGregor report, uh, and, and they title it Fuser Replacement, okay? So they, they they quote the Ruth McGregor report, and they say, Ruth McGregor says, The fuser inadequacy on some printers is not a problem easily remedied as the fuser on the OKI-B432 cannot be separately replaced. So basically they're saying, you know, the fuser, which uh, I think that's... Look, I'm not a technical guy, okay? So forgive me, but I think the fuser is what heats up and helps uh, allows the ink to bind to the paper. So Maricopa County tried to say that, you know, you can't... If there's a problem with the fuser... You can't take it out and replace it with another one. You basically have to replace the entire printer. Well, OKI, they respond and say the fuser for the B432 is, in fact, available for replacement and can be changed on site by a printer technician. The printer itself does not need to be replaced in the event that the fuser fails. So, boom, you're a bunch of liars. OK, they tried to say you couldn't replace the, the fuser. They acted like you have to replace the whole printer. But that's a lie. Okay, the fuser is removable and can be replaced by a technician on site. Now, the next part isn't uh, as important, I don't think. To, not to me, at least. It's not as significant. But uh, it's it's basically a technical correction about the availability of the parts for the printer. But I'll just go ahead and read it anyway because it's not that long and I don't want to skip anything. So, this is uh, the second lie. Page 24, product support period. Report statement, quote, that problem alleged... And and, and this is a quote from Ruth McGregor. Okay, so the report from Ruth McGregor stated, that problem, alleged inability to separately replace the fuser, is further exacerbated by the fact that the OKI B432 manufacturer, which has withdrawn from the North and South American markets, has established December 31st, 2025 as the end of life for those printers after which repair parts and consumables will no longer be manufactured. Now, here's OKI's response. Not only is this statement about fuser replacement inaccurate, the time horizon for service support noted in the report is incorrect. OKI discontinued sales of OKI branded printers in March 2021. OKI will abide by our legal obligations to support printers in the field with consumables and spare parts for a minimum of five years after product discontinuation. In the specific case of the B432 model, OKI will continue to supply consumables and spare parts for this model through at least March 31st, 2028. OK, so I, I guess I, I don't know. That's not necessarily the, the big bombshell that uh, but basically they're saying you're, you're trying to say that OKI is not going to supply replacement parts or whatever, but that's a lie because we're going to continue to do that through 2028, blah, blah, blah. OK. So here's the real bombshell here, at least to me. All right, so page 26, purported assurances from the manufacturer. Now, this is the the statement from Ruth McGregor. The report from Ruth McGregor stated, quote, despite the assurances of the manufacturer, many of the OKI B432 printers were not capable of reliably printing 20-inch ballots on 100-pound paper under election day conditions. So this is where... Ruth McGregor puts all the blame on OKI. All right. So so she's basically saying that um, because in prior elections, they used 80 pound paper, which the pound is the thickness of the paper. So in prior elections, they used 80 pound paper, which is not as thick. And they also used smaller ballots. Uh, Apparently, in the in the 2022 general election, they had to use a longer ballot. Instead of 19 inches, it was 20 inches because of all the candidates and some of the Spanish material that was required. So they had to extend the ballot an inch. And what Ruth McGregor said in her report is that by extending the ballot and using a hundred pound paper, this combination put excess stress and required the printers to work at the extreme ends of their capabilities. And ultimately, the printers failed to, to, to meet the demands. So it, it's putting the blame on the manufacturer. You know, these printers are supposed to be able to handle these specifications, but they didn't. So it's not our fault. It's it's the printer's fault, right? Well, OKI responds and they say, oh, hell no. This is what they say. The investigation report relies heavily on another potential factual inaccuracy. That is that the OKI B432 printers were designed to work on 100 pound paper. To conclude that the issues in the election were caused by equipment failure, while the B432 printer supports paper weights of up to 110 pounds through the multi-purpose tray, the maximum paper weight through the paper cassettes is 80 pounds. In addition, 100 pound cover would be well out of spec for both the multi-purpose tray and cassettes without clarification in the testing process that defines the exact paper type and the printing source. The conclusion is disingenuous, given the fact that the use of 100-pound paper uh, can can be out of specification for the B-432 printers, as can be discerned readily from the printer's manual. As a result, it seems that the true underlying cause of the election issues was the use of 100-pound paper without reviewing the manual and or confirming with OKI that such use was within the specifications of the OKI B-432 printers so damn damn they're (laughs) dude they're like hey if you would have just read the damn manual or if you would have called us then you would know that the printers aren't even meant to handle a hundred pound paper now they say it's a little confusing to me i'm not a technical guy but in this sentence here they say that the printer supports weights of up to 110 pounds but they say only through the multi-purpose tray so I guess there's two trays. You got the paper cassettes tray, and that only handles up to 80 pounds. And then you got the multi-purpose tray. But even the multi-purpose tray cannot handle 100 pound paper unless you basically reconfigure all the settings and whatnot, and specify uh, like you you have to you have to adjust some settings and whatnot. And clearly they did not do that. Otherwise we would not have 60 percent of the machines the the, the printers breaking down. On election day, clearly they didn't do what they were supposed to do. And so OKI is basically like, dude, you used 100-pound paper. If you read the damn manual, you would know that these printers can't handle anything bigger than uh, thicker than 80 pounds. So you're sitting here trying to blame us. Really, it's your own incompetence, your own failure, and your own corruption. And the best part is, at the very end here, they say, we look forward to a corrected report being issued by the Maricopa County Attorney's Office. So they're looking at this like, we got to protect our company's reputation. These lying bastards are trying to make us look bad, but (laughs) they're trying to shift the blame of their own failures onto us, and that affects our company. So they actually have grounds for a defamation suit here. And wouldn't it be something, you know? Wouldn't it be something? You know, you got Mike Lindell and, and Newsmax and OAN and... Uh, Fox, all all these people being sued by Dominion for defamation. Wouldn't it be something if Maricopa County got sued by the printer company while Carrie Lake, (laughs) while Carrie Lake is filing her appeal, uh, you know, uh, proving (laughs) that there, you know, that there was an intentional fraud and manipulation of these printers, that's so, that, that'd be so hilarious. Um, now, basically, you know, Carrie Lake has not filed her appeal yet, but this is definitely going to help her, because this is an authoritative figure on the matter. You know, these aren't just baseless conspiracy theories from a, a partisan Carrie Lake, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. This is the manufacturer saying, and they, and and also, even, forget about the manufacturer's report You can just look in the user manual and see that they didn't actually comply or study or read. They didn't contact the manufacturer. If they did, they would have found out, hey, you can't use 100-pound paper in this way. And you know what's the craziest part about this? If you read the Ruth McGregor report, they explain why they used 100-pound ballot paper in the 2022 election, both in the primary and the general, versus 80-pound paper. And the reason that they did this was because they wanted to avoid allegations of Sharpiegate, a repeat of Sharpiegate, which, uh, which was when you know Sharpies bled through ballots and caused votes to be canceled in 2020. That was uh, that was what they said was a big fat conspiracy. None of that ever happened. That was all false. That was all a bunch of lies. But for some reason, in 2022. Maricopa County decided to up the ballot thickness from eighty pounds to a hundred pounds in an effort to avoid a repeat of Sharpiegate. That's what Ruth McGregor said in her report. I read that, I was like, "What are you talking? That doesn't even that doesn't make make any sense." You don't need to up the the thickness of the ballot paper to mitigate a conspiracy theory that apparently never happened. So, and here's and here's the crazy part about it. In this effort to 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 prevent another repeat of Sharpie Gate, they caused sixty percent of the machines to break down on Election Day, and virtually everybody across the country to know that voter disenfranchisement resulted in a stolen election against Kerry Lake. So, if you were trying to prevent, you know, allegations of fraud and and so-called conspiracy theories from election deniers, well, you did a terrible job. And uh, man, if, if if these people really are just Stupid and incompetent. It, it It's like e- it, there's only two options here. Either they're corrupt lying criminals or they're the stupidest, most incompetent people that have no business being in those positions whatsoever. And it can't be neither. I guess it could be both, but it can't be neither. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to bring this to you because this actually has meaning uh, in terms of Carrie Lake's appeal. You know, this is something she can use, something she can file into the court docket to support her claims. And uh, we're still waiting on... So, I believe Carrie Lake has filed a notice of appeal, but has not officially dropped the appeal. She's still, you know, she's going to do it, but her attorneys are still working on the details. um, And I imagine that's going to be coming soon and that this is going to be a part of it. She talked about this a little bit on Bannon. So, anyways, ladies and gentlemen... Please do me a favor and smash that uh, like button before you go. And please share this broadcast to your friends, to your family, to your social media pages. And of course, check out, you know, our sponsors. All the links are down in the description, uh, especially that my pillow promo code, Nick. Gosh, people are ranting and raving about it. People love my promo code, Nick, N-I-C-K. It's easy to remember, easy to spell. it's only four letters and you could save up to 80% on my pillow products. And you know who's funding Carrie Lake and her attorneys and these lawsuits? Most most election fraud uh, lawsuits at this point are being funded like 100% by Mike Lindell. So you can support MyPillow and my pillow uh, and Mike Lindell as well as this show when you go to mypillow.com and enter promo code nick. All right. So Uh, we're going to shut this down. I'm not going to be able to do a show tomorrow. I, my my wife's, my wife's not going to be home most of the day. So I'm on baby duty. Won't be a show tomorrow, but we got three done this week and that's not too bad. It's not too bad. I know I need to up my shows. I know I need to up my shows. I think the week before we only did like two. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable, but we will not be doing a show tomorrow. So don't even bother looking. But you can uh, you can be- you better believe I'll be posting on Telegram and Twitter and whatnot. Those links are in the description as well. Roy says I save eight hundred ninety dollars with promo code Nick. Damn, dude! Well, what eight hundred ninety? What did you buy? Did you buy the my mattress, my mattress topper, and the my mattress? I think there's a pretty good deal going on for the my mattress right now. I'm not going to lie, I don't have a my mattress. I don't have one. We have a Tempur-Pedic that I, I financed my mattress. Okay, it has the 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 remote where you can raise it. You know what I mean? And I think I spent like five grand on our mattress seven or eight years ago. But you know, they say you're only supposed to keep your mattress for like ten years. So we're about due, baby. And of course. I wouldn't use my own promo code. I would use promo code LUMBERJACK or CANCON, one of these other guys. But maybe in a year, we'll be getting that My Mattress. Maybe when it goes on clearance. Let me check. <laughs> I'm about to pull it up. My mat- How much is the My Mattress? I should know. Um... Let's see, the Complete Mattress Sleep System. Well, it doesn't even, it it tells you that you get $100 off, but it doesn't actually say the price, so you know it's expensive. Hold up. Coil or foam? Let's go with foam. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the king. Oh, no, you know what? That's not that bad. That's actually not that bad. Hold up. Let me show you guys. Wait, why can't you see this? Wait. Oh, that's why. Hold on. I gotta combine my tabs. There we go. The complete mattress sleep system as low as four hundred forty nine ninety nine plus two free premium My Pillows and a and one free set of Giza Dream bed sheets with free shipping as low as four hundred forty nine ninety nine. That's practically free, man. I spent five grand five grand on a Tempur-Pedic mattress how did I not know these were so reasonable okay so let's see let's see California King because that's what I got all right that's 1700 bucks it's still not that that's not that bad I, I don't know has anybody gotten one of these and did it live up to your expectations because the fo- a foam mattress for seventeen hundred dollars is that with promo code? Hold up. I think with promo code, it's $849.99. Whoa. If it's, if it's like a super comfortable mattress, I, I might have to get one. I might, I might have to get one. I'll have to talk to the wife about it. All right. So, yeah, I guess use promo code Nick and get your My Mattress, man. They're practically free with my promo code Nick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate all you guys out there, the Wilf Pack and whatnot. Thanks for watching, and I will see you next time.